When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And it's time to look ahead to week three in the National Football League. And, Joe, when we're looking at some of these lines, I feel like Thursday night is the obvious place to start because we've got San Francisco hosting the New York football giants. This was originally a 10-point line in favor of the 49ers. It has since moved to 10.5 as of this morning. And 10 isn't as key of a number as, say, 3 and 7 are. But still, you go past 10, that is significant. Uh, it definitely is. And for most of that game, San Francisco-LA Rams, that was, that was pretty close. Uh, obviously, we talked about the field goal at the end. So the Rams end up covering the 7.5, 8.5, 9.5, whatever number you ended up getting. But the Giants are coming off this, uh, this game where – you know, through six quarters, they're outscored 60 to nothing by their opponents. Then they look like a completely different team offensively in the second half. So how are they going to bounce back? Interesting, it goes through that number of 10 and a half. The Giants, big disadvantage. They got to be staying out west, right? They have to. Mm-hmm. I would think, I would think uh, Dayball planned ahead and they ended up doing that. I do want to bring I up think so one too. other thing that. Yeah, on the San Francisco side, which we have not talked about, Ayuk. So Ayuk goes down, short week. Is he going to be out there? You would think probably not. And then, you know, Purdy, there were a few times he was missing his receivers yesterday. So I don't know. Is is there a little concern with the Niners? You know, they've been dominant. There's no arguing that. But, you know, Ayuk has suddenly become the number one option for Purdy. And then he missed a couple of guys deep. Get ten and a half a lot of points. It is. Gosh. <laughs> That's a lot of points, especially if they are staying out west, which I'm sure they are. That makes a lot of sense. You can't factor in the, you know, the whole Giants have to travel across a couple time zones into that. Also the Saquon MRI. He's banged up as well. I don't know what version of right. the Giants that we're going to see. The the team that played in the first six quarters of this young NFL season or the team that we saw in the second half. But either way, I mean, this Niners team is so much better. We were just talking with noobs about them potentially being the best team in the NFC. The... Uh, Ayuk injury is a concern. I'm with you on that, Joe. I mean, Shanahan says he's not concerned, but I think he should be. He's got, what, a shoulder injury? So uh, we'll have to see if he's going to miss this game or not. Yeah, it is a concern. Yet at the same time, if you're power ranking NFC teams when it comes to target depth, skill player depth, you're like the 49ers are right up there, aren't they? Just because, like, yeah, yeah Ayuk has been having his, his sort of coming out party the last, uh, you know, couple of games. But, you know, George Kittle hasn't done very much. Maybe he can play a bigger role. Uh, Debo Samuel could perhaps play a bigger role. You know, you've got enough guys there. Like, there was a time, I mean, heck, you know, they throw to the fullback every now and again, uh, Kyle Juszczyk. 
it's definitely something, Joe, where I feel like that it can be a little plug and play. Yet at the same time, I think when I'm evaluating Brock Purdy through his first two games, I think all that means is that there's an obvious ceiling. Let's say the 49ers were to get into a shootout. I would trust the other team because I mm-hmm. think there's only so much that Purdy can do because I think probably the biggest knock on him is, yeah, he can make some fantastic intermediate throws, but if you expect him to do it consistently, I think that's where things start to fall apart. And I think that's why, say, his draft stock wasn't as high as perhaps it could have been just because at some point you got to make those throws consistently. And I'm not sure he can do that through the course of 60 minutes. Now, as far as this game is concerned, if the line moved at all because of the Saquon Barkley injury, then people are crazy. There's no reason. And look, Barkley is one of the better running backs in the NFL. But if that number moved at all because of that news, that is dead wrong. Then that means Mm -hmm. that number was sharp before. And then I will have to hold my nose and back New York. Why else would it move, right? We weren't so blown away with San Francisco yesterday where you would say, okay, we've got to move it through that 10 and a half. Maybe it would move because of the Giants' first half. Hold on. This is Arizona. This is how you show up after getting embarrassed Sunday night football to open your season against a division rival in the Cowboys? Like, Yeah, maybe. Um, if San Francisco is going to deal with a couple of injuries on offense, This is the time, right? The LA Rams don't have a great defense. Same thing with New York. I mean, what we saw early on, Dobbs looked terrific to start that game. Uh, The pressure wasn't getting home. Wink Martindale was getting very frustrated on the sideline. You could see it. Uh, But, you know, they were able to do just enough uh, in the second half to get it done. But, yeah, maybe maybe it was not so much about Saquon, but more about how things were going after the first six quarters of the season. Mm -hmm. Quite possibly, Aaron. I'm wondering if this could be a blowout. I just don't have a lot of confidence in this Giants team. It's obviously hard to trust because we just have such a small sample size. But when we had the feeling that they were going to regress this year, I obviously didn't think it was going to be as bad as what we saw in game one and the first (laughs) half of game two. I was like, what? But then they come back. So now I'm like, oh, but Uh, this still feels like this could be a blowout, doesn't it? In prime time on Thursday night. It's possible. Yeah, all of that. Giants offensive line losing some key players there. What kind of protection is Daniel Jones going to get? Maybe another week with that line sort of shoring things up so it's not so weak link. I, I think it's possible that the 49ers could win this thing running away. You know, that, that definitely is a path here. But at the same time, if the line is moving for all of the wrong reasons, then my process would say to back the Giants. But I, I, you know, I'm not a fan of that football team to begin with. Uh, there are a lot of problems there. Let's move on mm-hmm. now to the Rams and the Bengals. We mentioned before that Joe Burrow may very well have aggravated that calf injury. And it's one of the reasons why he hasn't played like vintage Joe Burrow of last season and two seasons ago when he took the Bengals to the Super Bowl. This line has moved substantially, Joe, from Rams plus six and a half to Rams plus three and a half. Do you think this move is just right? Uh, right before uh, the games kicked off yesterday, I actually took a look and it was seven and a half Cincinnati. Wow. This Woo! is yep, seven and a half down to three and a half. Must win game. Right? No other way to put it. Must win game. And then you get bad news about For the, the Rams, injury. Yes. Yes. I'm kidding. 
Yes, <laughs> on Monday morning. <laughs> so, boy, if if now you can't do it against the Rams defense, sound the alarms. It's going to be a concern. We we talked a lot about in the offseason just how, how deep the AFC North is. That, okay, which team's going to finish in last? The losses have to go somewhere. I never thought we would actually be having this conversation about, boy, it's it's so bad with the Bengals. Maybe that's what happens. Yeah, you, you need Burrow to be healthy. And defensively, we know they have a, a top-end defensive coordinator. They've got to stop the run at some point. That that was strange. Cam Akers, a healthy scratch. So I'm curious what they're going to do. They're just going to roll with Williams, the Rams, moving forward, and maybe Sean McVay doesn't care care about it too much. It feels like we've been through this before with Akers, Aaron. Yeah, the other thing is Cooper Cup. I don't think Sean McVay hinted that they hope to have him back by week five. Stafford looked a little inaccurate, especially missing Cooper Cup. It was obvious, even though they were able to kind of keep that game close. And, you know, I just think that this is this is a spot where they really need Cooper Cup if they're going to hang in this game because this should be a very motivated Bengals team. But the Joe Burrow cap, like what can they do to speed that up? Use the Theragun 24-7? I mean, there's got to <laughs> be more you can do than that, right? You love that Theragun. Is, is this uh, something that will you be have given one? as Christmas presents? I you do, one, right? but no, I just thought it was funny that he's like one of the best quarterbacks yeah. in the NFL, and it's like he was doing it himself. Like, is there not like a trainer or someone that can like work on <laughs> your calf on the sideline? He's like aggressively like running it up and down his leg, and they kept showing cutaways of it. <laughs> <laughs> Another trainer's Kirk brings up a, a good like, point. Maybe yeah. this is puka line movement that we're seeing. Good on Get Sean McVay to find Puka. I love this guy. Yeah. Yeah, make the <laughs> most out of it. Offensive rookie of the year. Let's go. It, you know, it's something when we talk about this Bengals defense and the inability to stop the run and, and whatever the Ravens wanted to do on Sunday, uh, they certainly did on the ground. But I would mm -hmm. argue, I think it's not just running that can make you successful if you know there is uh, a weakness there, Joe, but also the screen game maybe away or, you know, throws behind the line of scrimmage or, or things to the outside to where they become outside runs. I think those can also be really effective in a game like this. So even if, say, you're dealing with, you know, an offensive line that's not, a, that's not great at run blocking or you have an inexperienced running back, you can't, you know, find the gaps, those kinds of things, at least you can use your receivers and tight ends on the outside get that screen game going and maybe that can be just as if not more effective yeah for sure wait so we're doing the double monday night next week too yep this is sure interesting are. philly i had to check to make sure that it wasn't every week checked. i was like did i miss something <laughs> like is, is it not the rest of the season? no so no, when's no, it no. Stop? i think it's, it's just these two okay. it's not that's yeah, it i think it's just these two yeah huh i'm interested in both of these Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Burrow story is going to be far and away number one. And then you got the Eagles. Uh, this number comes down. It goes from seven to six and a half. Why did that number come down from yesterday? Eagles obviously did not play. The Bucks were, again, you played the Bears. We did this last week with the Packers. They were supposed to win. They were favored to win. Exactly. Point, Who have the Bucks played? Win. The Vikings stink, too. You know, like, this is not... 
oh, let's be so high on the Bucks. This feels like overreaction, doesn't it, Ed? Vikings and you Bears. Know, Ooh, congratulations. <laughs> you know what's really sad about all of this is that there's going to be some yeah. 10 and 7, maybe 9 and 8 NFC team that gets that last wild card spot. And it's going to be a team that we think is absolutely gross. Maybe it's the Commanders, maybe it's the Buccaneers, but it's probably one of those teams that is constantly stumbling into wins. They get a wild card spot, and then we're looking at a double-digit spread, even though we're not dealing with, say, a one seed in that wild card round, Joe. Yep. Like the Minnesota Vikings last year, great. But their mm-hmm. record was much better, but it, it was the one-score thing. So, yeah, it's, it's be. I anybody else interested in this one? I can't wait for this game, even though they're both zero and two. Chargers Vikings, isn't that going to be so much fun? It's just going to be a okay. ton of scoring. Uh, the totals fifty. That's actually come down from where we were uh, yesterday. It was fifty-two. Now uh, it's fifty. Okay, I'm seeing fifty-two yeah, at BetMGM still. Oh, be- yeah. Okay, okay. I saw some Vegas books bring it down to yeah. fifty a little bit. So okay. it was Chargers. Minus two and a half, and now I'm seeing a pick 'em on this mm-hmm. game, which makes a whole lot more sense at Minnesota. That makes sense to me. Chargers should not be road favorites right now, not against a team that no. can score. Mm-hmm. Man, this one. Yeah, is Aaron. Any any thoughts on that one? You backing Kirk Cousins? They're, they're just both similar. Like they have potential, but just find ways. Like bad stuff happens to them. This is an intriguing game. I can. I mean, I don't know. Do I want to back Kirk? Do I want to back Herbert and Staley? I don't really want to back either. I can see total. why this would be a pick. Total props. Yeah. 51 a, and a half. Yeah. 52. Massive overs all the way around. I mean, this Chargers defense made Ryan Tannehill look serviceable. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Brandon Staley is supposed to be this defensive mastermind, and the defense can't stop a nosebleed. Not to mention, and this may be something I talk about later in the week, but goodness gracious, how sloppy did this Chargers defense look at key times, at high leverage times? It's the penalties. It's just the bad breaks that a safety has or a DB has. It, it's like, you know, this, this idea of discipline matters in high leverage spots, and these games are going to be close. It's like, this is why they keep losing it. I mean, go back to week one, the J.C. Jackson uh, penalty there that led to a field goal by the Dolphins. This stuff keeps happening. And at some point, that mm-hmm. is Brandon Staley's fault, Joe. Yep, 100%. Uh, I know, I know. And it's probably, it's going to be blamed on him. One of these teams is starting 0-3. So whichever city it is, oh, there's going to be a lot of noise around this one. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, does anybody agree with Jacksonville going from seven and a half to nine and a half after our yesterday's low scoring loss? Uh, Trevor Lawrence kept missing receivers in the end zone. There were some controversial calls, but man, that Chiefs defense looks a lot different with Chris Jones out there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Houston. It's early, but I really like what I've seen from Houston. I think this could be a team mm-hmm. that just keeps improving and. CJ Stroud, we already talked about him. So, so far, I like Houston as underdogs here. And I love Will Anderson. I I don't have a play just yet, but I will be circling that one. No doubt about it, guys. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we continue to look at week three of the NFL right here on the BetQL Network.